I think that music is, at least for me and, and most people I know, the greatest medicine. Welcome to The One You Feed. Throughout time, great thinkers have recognized the importance of the thoughts we have. Quotes like, garbage in, garbage out, or you are what you think, ring true. And yet, for many of us, our thoughts don't strengthen or empower us. We tend toward negativity, self-pity, jealousy, or fear. We see what we don't have instead of what we do. We think things that hold us back and dampen our spirit. But it's not just about thinking. Our actions matter. It takes conscious, consistent, and creative effort to make a life worth living. This podcast is about how other people keep themselves moving in the right direction, how they feed their good wolf. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thanks for joining us. Our guest this episode is Langhorn Slim, a celebrated singer-songwriter described by The New Yorker as having Lead Belly's gift for storytelling and Dylan's ability to captivate crowds. We caught up with Langhorn in between gigs to talk music, sobriety, and life. You can learn more about Langhorn Slim and this podcast at oneufeed.net slash Langhorn. Hi, Langhorn. Welcome to the show. We're glad you could be here. Glad to be here. Hello, hello. Um, I first saw you, I think, in Nashville one evening. I was traveling on business and on a on a lark. I went out to a club to see you play. It's been it's probably been five years at least, and and I huh. was I was totally blown away. And I've seen you a couple times in Columbus since. So, uh, great live show, and and I've uh, I've always enjoyed enjoyed your music. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Our podcast is called The One You Feed, and it's based on the old parable where there's a grandfather who's talking with his grandson, and he says, in life, there are two wolves inside of us who are always at war with each other. One is a good wolf, represents kindness and love and joy, and the other is a bad wolf, and it represents greed and fear or hate or pick, pick your poison. And the sure. grandson stops, and he thinks, and he says, well, well, grandfather, which one wins? And the grandfather says, the one you feed. So, That's great. Yeah, the way I like to start the interview off is just to ask you uh, kind of what does that parable mean to you in both or either your life or your work? Yeah, in my case, there were two old men, and they were old Jewish men that lived <laughs> in Philadelphia that told me that and uh, in their own way. Those were my grandfathers. Um, but I love that. That's that's what you sent me um, when, when, you, uh, when you got in touch with the message, and I read that and thought how— how cool it was, you know, guys like me uh, are fortunate to have people to, to want to talk to them about their music or what they do. Um, it's not, it's usually driven with kind of less interesting, um, soulful topics and, and dynamics. So, so I really do like that and, and appreciate the the chat. What does it mean for me? Probably what it means for us all. I mean, absolutely. There's two, I guess there's the, 
the dark demon uh, of, like you said, of fear and, and greed and um, and all that. And then, you know, the 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 light and the the true soul and and all that. And so it's just kind of figuring out as as we go through life what at least for me what feeds my soul what feeds the when i say light i don't mean as far as weight because i i i do like heavy things heavy heavy and soulful things but um you know what feeds the uh the love and and the light and what um what kind of detracts from from the the shittier the shittier things for me it's music it's friends it's creating, it's uh, traveling, it's keeping very, very, very busy, or else I get, um, I think I'm always a strange one, but I get strange in in, uh, in not fun ways. So it's a daily, it's a daily weird-ass adventure um, that sometimes feels, you know, sometimes it's like you're walking and you can feel your footsteps and they feel heavy, and then other days you're just walking and singing a little tune in your head and and the sun is shining, everything kind of feels, feels cool. Um, and then there's a lot of shit in between. So it's just kind of the, uh, the adventure and the, um, the, the paths that we choose in, in all of that. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like how you talked about uh, the things that, that feed, feed you and music is definitely one for both Chris and I, which is why we try and get musicians on here as often as we can. Cause it's a, it's a big part of, of what feeds our good wolf. Um, you brought up the, uh, you brought up your grandfathers and that was actually a question I was going to go to at some point. So you've got a song on your most recent record called, uh, song for Sid, which I think is about one of your grandfathers. Do you want to, you want to talk a little bit about that song? I love that old man. I pray he's where he belongs. Hanging where the gray ones go. Where, I can tell you a bit about that song. Uh, I can tell you a bit about my grandfathers. They were huge, huge uh, figures in my brother and I's life. Um, but yeah, my grandfathers, my grandparents in general had a huge part in, in raising my brother and I and uh, kind of forming us uh, into the into the men that we are. Um, both of them passed in the last five years. Um, both of them I had spent significant time with at the end of their their lives their physical lives here and um and was very i i consider those to be some of the greatest gifts that i've been given was to have them both um in in my life and and to have been fortunate enough through what i do to to be able to to be close to them at, at at their end and to have heard out of their mouths that they were ready to move on that they enjoyed their lives that they loved their families uh, and imparted some wisdom to me and, and said, you know, please don't, don't spend a whole lot of time being too sad about this because, uh, it is time to get the F out of here. And, um, and it's been real and I love you very much and, uh, and all that. So for me in my 33 years that those were two, you know, two of the most important guys to me and, and incredibly significant. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's a, 
the song is a it's a touching song and there's there's one other song where you um you reference your grandfather and you say and it's a line that i really like and i I think about a lot which is that um my grandfather once told me that all pain hurts the same and the idea is basically even though other people may have less than us or we can think about this person has no access to clean water or this person was you know abused by their parents but realizing that hurt is hurt um and and we have to find ways to to deal with that in ourselves i i really like that part of that song well thank you that's exactly that was exactly the conversation and that's what that's what he told me about it it's it's relative to you and relative to me and relative to so one of the other things that I noticed recently uh, that has that has come up in your life is you've recently um, become sober. Can you share a little bit about, I guess, what brought you to that point and and how that experience has been for you so far? Yeah, it's it's a new experience. Um, it was a long time coming, but I've been for about five months. And when friends and people ask me what, why, and what brought me to it, I think what brings a lot of it those of us that are sober to it, which is a lot of whatever the vice that we liked. Um, and for me, it was, I drank, I drank as much as I could. I tried to drink it all. I left some for those that are still drinking. Um, and, uh, and really through, since I, I guess I'm about 15, kind of tried everything. Um, 33 now. And it became, it became more of a weight, more of a burden, and something that was just more in my way than than I want something. And, I, and somebody told me a long time ago, and this, I didn't take this as a religious vibe, really, when she said it, but she, I, I was talking to her about it. Um, and I've, I'm a man full of love and full of passion, and um, my, that, that well within myself is deep, and I was talking to her about kind of where I wanted to go in relationships and in music and in career. And she said, well, you can't serve two gods, she said. And again, I didn't take that as a religious thing. I took it as if I want to love this human being in my life, you know, hypothetical human being, I'm a single man right now, but, um, you know, and, and put energy and love into this human being. How can you do that to the fullest if you're spending, not everybody spends so much time and energy drinking or doing drugs, but some of us do and some of us did. So how can you put put all of yourself or, or the best of yourself into that and the same with music and art um and i got to a point even though i knew when i was 15 and i started drinking i said to my high school sweetheart who i just saw yesterday it was her birthday i said eventually i just started drinking and i said eventually i will have to stop this to get to where i need to go um and it was on my 33rd birthday it was a long time coming but i, I said to myself today is today's the day and i haven't looked back since and shit's been wild I think when you are when you are invested in um, being high and and drunk and all that and medicated for for a large part of your life when you um, when you tra- transfer into a sober state I've heard a lot of sober people say this and I kind of thought nothing of it or maybe even rolled my eyes at it but it's its own uh, intoxicating feeling uh, in and of itself and it's its own trip in and of itself. And I, uh, I'm doing that dance right now and it's, uh, it's been really cool. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. 
It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Congratulations on 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 five months. I've uh, I've uh, walked that road myself, and and you're right. In the beginning, there's something very. Uh, I just remember sort of being blown away again and again with these insights. Like whoa, whoa! I you yeah. know and and uh, and and I agree that at a certain point, I think most people who end up giving it up, it is because it, they they finally realize that that's the that is the god they're serving. You know, they're serving the the god of their alcoholism or drug addiction and that that is the most important thing and that's i don't think anybody intends for it to be that way but that's the way it ends up and you want to talk about feeding the bad wolf i mean (laughs) that's the big bad wolf right you know there you go and again it's not when i talk about this which i'm happy to and i'm open about it i don't mean it for any i don't know what everybody else's path is and, and 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 people's experience with it so i talk very much on a personal level but i know that I mean, why, why I love music and why I do what I do in such a passionate way is to is to get to my to my center, to my truth, and to uh, and to be real and raw. Um, and for me, that became really clear that I wasn't being real and raw by kind of. Um, medicating my fears and my my discomforts and my anxieties and to and to have a breakthrough in my relationships in this life uh and one of those relationships my being my music is obviously very important to me i felt like in order to have a true breakthrough with that and then a true breakthrough romantically the next time that comes into my life um break through the ceiling that i've you know i've reached a certain level but to, but that ain't nothing to break through it, that this was something that I needed to um, to have in my life and, and to see what, what it was all about. Um, you know, look, looking looking through these these weird sober brown eyes as opposed to these weird uh, fucked up brown eyes. So, yeah the uh, the the first time that that you uh, or you know, that people in general, myself, I guess I should say, experience some things mm-hmm. sober, whether it be mm-hmm. getting up on a stage and playing music for the first time yeah. sober or dancing somewhere the first time sober or, you know, uh, intimate relationships. It's like, whoa, I have, there has been yeah. sort of a nice uh, protective barrier around me all this time. And now I've, I've sort of taken that off. And, and the, the thing about your show I mentioned earlier when I saw you in Nashville was um, 
I I was I was sober at, at that at that point. And I went there, and uh, and your music did have that sort of transformative effect of sort of free, you know giving that 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 freeing from the day to day cares and moments that alcohol sometimes gives. Um, but it's wonderful when you get it other ways, and uh, so I was I was really uh, I really enjoyed that. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So, how is it? Uh, five months? Are you finding it to be uh, a challenge? Are you are you wrestling with uh, with with staying sober? Or right now, is it is it pretty pretty easy for you? The benefits and the the beauty that has been the last five months far outweighs the difficulty of it. I find um, life to be beautiful <laughs> and, and wonderful, but also difficult and a challenge. Uh, I think that that's going to be the case whether I'm drinking or doing drugs or sober. Um, I'm not struggling with the, I'm very stubborn and set in my ways and as weak as I can be, I can be that strong. So it's like, if I kind of, if I, if I say to myself, this is what I'm doing. And then I start talking to, uh, to people that I, that I don't know <laughs> on, on, uh, recording devices like you and, and say, these things, <laughs> it means I'm really ready. I'm ready for it, man. And I'm embracing it. And, um, just like I was when I was, you know, when I was drinking, I, I drank, I drank a lot and, uh, and now I don't and I'm, and I'm into that. So I'm definitely, uh, an animal of extremes. Um, and I don't know if that's going to change much, but, um, but no, I mean, you know, I think that the worst thing that that has happened was I went to a, a party that they, that they have in Nashville, a really fun party uh, with a bunch of my friends. And people dance, drink, and have a, have a great time. And it was a li- and this was some months ago. And I went in and I found that it was it was in fact a bit more difficult uh, for me to dance and like get into it. And I left and I was like, man, that really sucks. And I thought to myself, well, if that is the if that's the worst thing, and I had a recording session the next day, the next morning, I was like, if that's the worst thing that's going to happen, that I'm going to feel a little bit more uncomfortable in this kind of you know, crowded bar, dance party situation, but I'll be able to get up tomorrow morning and sing my ass off at this thing, then it's, then it's a pretty fair trade-off. Um, and it gets easier to dance. You know, it's just, it's like, it ain't, it ain't these things, booze or drugs or whatever that, that a lot, and dance, let's use that as a, as a metaphor. I don't just mean, you know, shaking your ass on, on a dance floor. Um, if you're, if you're able to do it with it, you have it in, it's within you. So, I don't know, man. It's it's a complicated subject because, you know, taking certain things throughout my life did inspire me creatively at times, did did further the process. And since I've been sober, that has um, fed my creativity. So it's I don't regret things that I've done necessarily. Well, but I, I do have some regrets. I can't say that uh, 100% honestly. But I think it's just the past. Um, and there was, there was good things that happened in those years and, and shitty things. Um, and in, within the five months, it's definitely, it's where I need to be and it feels right. And that dance, I'm in rhythm with, with my own steps with that. So that's, that's cool by me. Um, and I'll, I'll keep going. I'll keep going in that direction. Um, yeah, you know, see, I, I, like I said, I told myself when I was a kid that, that eventually I, this day would come and that would further me with the, with my, with my things that I'm truly in love with in life, which is this music and performing and uh you know i still got the dream the dream is still alive that i will find a wonderful uh you know relationship um and and stick with that so 
I'll put I'll put this new self up against those things and, and see see how it looks. And that, that that takes time. That doesn't happen overnight necessarily. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Yeah, and it's, you know, I think what you said about, I think all of us, the, the, that, the alcohol or, or the past, I mean, there was magic in it for a long time, and that's why we, yeah. why we did it. It's just at a certain point that magic runs out. And, and the, that's right. And, you know, I think I, I always say that nobody's going nobody's gonna to get into recovery until the pain of it is worse than the pleasure of it. And it takes a while that's to right. get there. And if we're talking about the, the two wolves, you know, feeding the two wolves, you're right. Nobody starts to do these things in a, such an intense, addictive way. It feels like you're like you're feeding the, the light, and it, and it can if you're a poet or a, or a painter or a musician or whatever you are, it, or just trying to be comfortable socially, it feeds that fun. Like you know, like I could talk a little bit easier. I feel like I look better, or whatever it is. Like it makes you feel better, and, and like you say, eventually you realize that it it. Um, You'd be better off without it, and it starts to feed the dark, the dark side. So that was true for me, man. That's that's what got me to to wanting out of it. Yeah, and I um, I agree with you. Your insight that that all that stuff is sort of inside us anyway, and it's a matter of how do we get it out. And and I think alcohol and drugs can sometimes be a shortcut to getting that stuff out, but it's you hit a point where it doesn't doesn't work anymore, and then it's just a it's another level of discovery of how do I how do I excavate these things that are inside of me that I want to get out into the world? Yeah. And, I, and I don't and ha- get, don't have that shortcut. That's right. And if you get into that and embrace that, and I'm just, you know, I guess beginning my journey with that, that's a beautiful thing. Cause that's a longer journey for your own personal truths and your own, you know, that it's a, it's a deep, deep well of, that, that we all have within us and, and the shortcuts could get there. You're right to, to those songs or to those poems or this or that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm more into the long game than the short game at the moment. So, yeah. Well, congratulations. Good, good luck to you with that. It's Thank uh you, you're I certainly, you. you're in a, you're in a profession that is, that is certainly challenging in that regard to be, to be kind of around it all the time. But, but early in my recovery, I played in bands and was around it a lot. And it's certainly, you know, there's plenty of examples of people that do do it. So there are. I enjoy a good challenge, and I've never been too afraid of um, and not fitting, not fitting in. I, what I've learned actually is at 30, maybe more so when we were really young. But there's, I think, there's just as many of us in this in the field that I am in that are uh, that are not doing it as there are that are doing it. Um, it just seems to be what what happens. Eventually, a lot of us decide uh that enough enough you know yeah you, it's that that pace will uh will wreck wreck you after a time that's yeah, for sure up with you after a bit. yep so um i want to ask you a couple other questions about about a few different songs um that, of yours off a couple different records that i've really enjoyed uh i think maybe one of my favorite songs of yours is uh is diamonds and gold mm-hmm. do you uh anything you want to you want to share about that song 
can have all the gold But someday you're still gonna get old You've gotta learn to get happy along the way It's my mother's favorite song of mine. It's one of the songs that, uh, that kind of c- comes to you that I didn't have to work too hard at, which I really love when that happens. Like all songwriters are appreciative when that happens. It's not as often as I'd like it to to happen. And it was really just um, self-therapy <laughs> advice to myself, a reminder, you know, that uh, that it's all right. It's all right to smile. Yep, got to get a little happy, happy along the way. Speaking of your mom, did you did you recently uh, do a trip with her and where you guys did a duet? We did. She got on stage and sang that tune with me um, in Philly. We had a Pennsylvania Langhorn is a town in Pennsylvania that I'm from. It's right outside of Philly, so it was a like a big kind of homecoming show for us there. And she got up and sang, and then I took her to one of my best friends in the world is from Bermuda. And so I've been able to go there a few times, quite a few times. And I took her for her 60th there and had a little solo show. And she joined me on stage for that. Do you get some of your musical talent from your parents? My mom is a great singer. Could have been a professional singer, but didn't didn't take it there. Um, my dad, I'm not sure if he's got musical talent, but he's uh, a music lover. So I, I had it, and my, and my grandparents were huge, huge, huge music lovers. And, my grandpa Jack was a jazz drummer, um, and so I grew up with with a lot of um, a lot of music around and a lot of passion and sensitivity uh, in my family for music. Got cousins that are my cousin uh, David actually taught me how to play guitar, taught me some Nirvana tunes, and um, yeah, it's it's in the family. I, I think I heard you say that Polly was the first song you learned to play. Polly, man, that's how I learned how to play guitar. And I, I, my mom tried to get, well, I like begged to get this guitar fixed up and she agreed to fix the guitar up. And then I got, um, some lessons, but my first lessons, I didn't learn anything from cause the guy was trying to show me like, teach me scales, which I still don't know how to do scales and teach me like Aerosmith songs. And I wasn't into Aerosmith, so I couldn't learn. And then, um, I really looked up to my cousin. He was in this great punk band in New Jersey. And I would go and listen to his band play and was just so blown away by it and, and the feeling. It was like one of my first feelings of real like, this is what I'm going to do and just feeling wild and free. And, you know, I could remember that feeling. It's incredible. Um, and yeah, so he taught, he, it, it, it took not learning from like in, in a, in a real regiment of like, these are your scales, this is your homework and here's your Aerosmith song to just like in his basement teaching me Polly that, uh, that blew the doors wide open for me. What's next for you musically? You mentioned you were in a, doing a recording session recently. Uh, what, what, what's coming up? Well, I've been, you know, this has been like time off quote unquote, uh, this winter, but I'm not good at time off. So I've been, I've been Yeah. You know, I've been writing for the next record, which hopefully we'll record in the fall, but we'll see how that all pans out. And in the meantime, I've just been working on, um, we're working on a song called Animal, actually, that will come out. We're going to have a limited vinyl seven-inch release for Record Store Day. That comes out in uh, in April. And working on some demos and just writing for what will be the next record. And then we're do, we're, I've got a tour coming up um, next month. We're going to get to do Conan O'Brien again. 
on the 18th of February. So keeping keeping busy in in the off time. Got to keep moving. How was it playing on uh, Conan the first time? It was great. Um, that whole thing was crazy because he um, you, know, you spend a lot of time to get like a publicist and manager and you try to like get on these shows and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I got a call uh, or like a text from this painter friend named Natalie Irish who I only kind of sort of know. She's a friend now, but at the time I only kind of sort of knew and she really loved the band and my songs and stuff. And she said, I just got on Conan O'Brien. I, I have this feeling or the spiritual feeling or something that he will love your music. So if you want, send me a CD and when I do the show, I'll, I'll try to get it to him. So I thought that was a lovely thing and very kind and sweet. Um, but I didn't think anything really of it that it would pan out to anything. So I, I sent the CD, and lo and behold, she went on and gave it gave our album to one of his producers who then gave it to him. He listened to it and really connected and loved the, the album. So he wound up getting in touch with us. Like Personally, he wrote me a, a note telling me how much he liked the record and that he was hoping that we could come on the show and... Um, it's just been, yeah, I've been a fan of his and watched his shows since I'm a kid, so it was just pretty incredible. So we got to go and do a show the first time and then played the Troubadour in L.A., and he came and joined the band and played a few songs with us, and now we'll go back and do it again in um, a little under a month. So it's been cool, cool as can be. What song do you think you'll play? Oh, uh, well, I know, I know what song we'll play. We'll play a song called Past Lives. Okay, yep, that's off the latest record. So, yes, we're excited about that for sure. Well, I think we're coming to the the end of our time here. Is there anything uh, that you want to talk about related to the theme or or anything else that we haven't covered? I think the music is, at least for me and, and most people I know, is uh, is great, is, is perhaps the greatest medicine. So, to music. Yep. A non-alcoholic uh, beverage to music. <laughs> or if you drink a, a highly alcoholic beverage. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. I know you have been kind of all over the place, so I'm glad we were able to squeeze in a little bit of time and and talk. Me too. I appreciate it, and uh, I look forward to seeing you somewhere out there. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right, man. Thanks for the talk. Yep. Take care. Bye. You can learn more about Langhorn Slim and this podcast at oneufeed.net slash langhorn.